0: Hi, This is Neil, thank you for joining me for another wonderful episode of Paranormally Speaking Got a lot of interesting things to cover this week For example, a strange man in a jetpack flying near commercial airlines by LAX at about 3,000 feet Also, is God an alien? Strange and close encounter tales And to start off with, I want to talk about the Kenosha killer I can't even mention his name He's that punk-ass 17-year-old from Illinois. The boy drove... Well, he was driven by his mother who armed him illegally since he's 17. You're not allowed to carry an automatic or semi-automatic weapon. And goes to Kenosha, Wisconsin in the middle of peaceful protests, riots, and Black Lives Matter movement as well as other people that had just completely pissed off at police for constantly shooting unarmed black men. Sometimes shoot to kill, but this one paralyzed the individual. They shot a black man a little over a week ago, seven times in the back as he was fleeing the scene, walking, mind you, with his hands in the air and getting in his vehicle. They may have treated it as him getting in his vehicle to treat it as a use it as a weapon against them. But they shot the man seven times in the back in front of his children. And he was only in the area where they were to stop domestic dispute, a fight between two women, one of which I think was his baby mama. Not really the point, though. It's not the point of <clears throat> it's not the point if he started the fight or broke up the fight or whatever countless False accusations, the far right's thrown around about this guy being an alleged um, serial rapist, which isn't true. Um, that's one thing that's being thrown around about this guy. His last name is Blake. And the police department has done nothing really to rectify this. They shot him seven times in the back. He was unarmed and just walking away from the situation because the cops arrived after he was trying to break up the fight. And he said, great, y'all are here. I'm leaving. And they're coming after him. And it wasn't him that started the fight or actually fought anyone. He was trying to stop a fight. And they shot him seven times in the back. Paralyzed the man for life, possibly for life. Hopefully he'll come out of it in front of his children. And what kind of a stigma does that create when children see... A legion of white armed officers running after your dad and shooting him like cowards seven times in the back. So which brings us to this jackass, I believe his first name is Justin, 17 year old from Illinois, has a history of starting fights at school and bullying people and threatening them if they speak out against or mock Donald Trump. Because he is a cold, hard Trumper Cult member of Colt 45 And he plays that card well He has his mother Who's also one of those Weekend warrior militia people Drive him To Illinois With an AR-15 To walk the streets and protect businesses As he says To extinguish the threat As he says on video An hour before the shootings took place Someone in the crowd, as he was marching the streets with other militiamen, threw a bag of garbage at him and hurled insults. Now, what's his response? He shoots them in the head. They threw a bag of garbage and insulted him. And he shoots them in the head and takes another person's life. The crowd, half of them, run screaming for their lives. The other move in to try to disarm this jackass. And one person made it to him before getting shot square in the chest and dying in the street. And the only weapon he had to fight him off with was a skateboard. And he took one whack at him, got him to the ground to try to subdue him and take the freaking firearm away. And this coward piece of shit shot an unarmed man in the chest and killed him. Two people, one gun, One miserable human being who has no business owning a weapon with such power. He shouldn't even own a butter knife. He's he's so incompetent. So two people are dead. Another person gets shot and scuttles away and calls for medics. The person that was shot the third time was an on-duty... Paramedic there to help anyone that may have gotten hurt or could potentially get hurt if things went south, which they did. They went south because this jackass crossed state lines to start trouble, to shake up the Black Lives Matter movement, all for the sake of his cult leader, Trump. And what does the chief of police of Kenosha, Wisconsin, say? And question to the shootings and the incident with this kid shooting these people and shooting at the crowd. He says they were out after curfew. They should have expected that to happen. And just yesterday, Donald Trump, our president, actually defended the actions of this Justin Kid from Illinois. And said he was only defending himself. We live in an upside down. Ass-backwards, slack-jawed, completely upside-down reality right now. We are so divided that those who are in support of this lunacy don't even know which end is up. You could draw a line in the sand and you've got people like myself and most of my listeners, if not all of them, over here scratching their heads saying, How can you find this acceptable? A far-right Christian group over the weekend raised over $127,000 on a GoFundMe page to pay for this kid's legal fees. A murderer to pay for his legal fees. Someone who went there to start trouble, to incite a race riot, a race war probably, and he succeeded in that. But what he also succeeded in was Trump's Formula for further division get us so divided that we can never come together as a united front against his tyranny. That's all I have to say about that today. I can't discuss it any further. I've argued with too many people about it since it happened. I've even lost some people that I've had in my life. For most of my life, as friends, they've written me off because of my strong stance against this jackass and against our moronic president. And if that's all it takes for them to write me out of their life, then they don't know what they're missing. And they must not have truly loved me as a friend to begin with. So be it. I'm Neil Parks. Enjoy the rest of the show. Ghosts. Aliens I'll share personal accounts, my research, and secondhand evidence. I will read excerpts and stories from my books and discuss my upcoming projects in the literary world. Documentaries, both on TV and the big screen, plus my independent film projects. Paranormally Speaking is both thought-provoking and entertaining. New episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in to Paranormally Speaking and prepare to be enlightened. As if 2020 could not get any more strange... A story came across my email thread stating that the FBI is investigating after alarmed pilots tell LAX Tower, we just passed a guy in a jetpack. They're currently investigating after an American Airlines pilot said he saw what appeared to be a man flying with a jetpack Sunday night near Los Angeles International Airport. Tower, American 1997, we just passed a guy in a jetpack. The first American Airlines pilot states in a call to the control tower. American 1997. Okay, thank you. Were they off to your left or your right side? The tower operator answers. Off to the left side, maybe 300 yards or so. About our altitude, the pilot responds. We just saw the guy pass by us. In the jetpack, a second pilot from JetBlue Airlines then tells the tower, which warned another pilot about the sighting. FBI spokeswoman Laura Eymiller said Tuesday that agents at LAX were investigating after the pilot reported the incident to the control tower. The FBI is aware of the reports by pilots on Sunday and is working to determine what exactly occurred. The agency said in a statement, the Federal Aviation Administration also confirmed receiving the report. Two airline flight crews reported seeing what appeared to be someone in a jetpack as they were on their final approach to LAX around 6.35 p.m. Sunday. Spokesman Ian Greger told City News Service the FAA alerted local law enforcement to the reports and is looking into these reports currently. Now playing one of the biggest podcasts of the week on the free iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. The Lost Tribes from Outer Space, fact or fiction? French author Marc Dem believes the Jews have been persecuted throughout history because as God's chosen people, they are not from this planet and ultimately have got to come from another place. And he points out to the Old Testament as proof with an unorthodox yet literal interpretation of the scriptures in his book the lost tribes from outer space bentham new york 1977 publisher dem claims that jews are a product of selective breeding processes begun when yahweh god discovered on landing here that stone age humanoids were lousy breeding stock Dem interprets genesis literally to mean adam and the first Jew, and Adam's rib, his genetic structure, was used to create Eve. The author further interprets that the descendants of the first couple made God angry because they bred with primitive stock already populating the planet, and immortality suffered. Adam lived 930 years, Noah's son, Shem, only 600 years, and Abraham, but 175 years. In Genesis 6.3, according to the author, God warned that crossbreeding with, would lower the life expectancy of the Jewish people. My life-giving spirit shall not remain in man forever, but for his part is mortal flesh. The passage, Dem explains, invokes that Plato wrote in Timaeus and Scritus in references to the inhabitants of Atlantis who remained immortal until they became deluded too often and too much with the mortal mixture, and the human nature got the upper hand. According to the author, God called forth the Great Flood to rinse out the genetic test tube to purge a Jewish race which had become almost indistinguishable from the people who emulated them. Dim claims Jesus Christ was... An inspired humanitarian Jew who, against God's wishes, wanted to end segregation between Jew and Gentile and to rebuild the Tower of Babel, thereby ensuring the absence of the the, uh, Gentiles into the kingdom of heaven. Then God returned one day in spaceships to take the Jews away to another land. Jesus deserves the title of Savior, according to the author because he tried to establish a religion that would save the Gentiles who had been condemned by the extraterrestrial Yahweh. But Jesus failed according to Dem. Dem predicts that in the near future we the people most definitely must open a dialogue with Yahweh or God making sure that we are in true contact for the best results. For the reason he adds to ensure the survival of the planet There must be a peace between Jew and Gentile. Anti-Semitism will provoke the apocalypse. And so he claims, will the space program, because Yahweh fears the human race as potential competitors for conquering the universe? And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Flying saucers and the Bible connection. Bible scholar Barry Downing firmly believes that biblical teachings were inspired by extraterrestrials who came to earth in flying saucers. Downing was so convinced he wrote a book about the theory called The Bible and Flying Saucers, Lip kant New York, 1968. In the book, he says the Bible clearly points out how UFOs played a strong role in the evolution of the Hebrew Christian faith. Downing believes the scriptures suggest that Jesus' resurrection occurred when he was beamed up from Earth by a flying saucer. Downing also believes that the bright cloud that led the people of Israel through the Red Sea, parting the waters, and then engulfing the Egyptians was a UFO. The author even claims it was space beings who spoke to Moses from the middle of the glowing thicket and later spoke to Elijah outside of the cave, forcing the prophet to shield his eyes because of the brightness. A UFO took Jesus away at the ascension and hovered over Paul and his followers on the Damascus Road. Downing contends. He also claims the three wise men probably followed a UFO to Bethlehem, since stars do not move or abruptly stop in the manner the UFO des- the uh, Bible describes. Downing claims that evidence proving UFOs could be hazardous to human health can also be found in the Bible. He points to the references to the Egyptians drowning in the Red Sea. Warnings given to Moses not to approach too near the burning bush and warnings given to his followers not to approach Mount Sinai as proof. The author points out other mystifying events in the Bible that he believes can only be interpreted to mean the participants had contact with UFOs. For example, he points out that when Moses descended from Mount Sinai with two tablets in his hands, Exodus records that the skin of his face shone from talking to God, and he says the New Testament describes how Jesus began to glow when in contact with a bright object on a mountain. When the tabernacle was built, Downing contends the priests serving it were told by ETs what clothing to wear to protect themselves against radiation, because the UFO hovered like a cloud over the tent enclosing the tabernacle. Downing believes... This precaution could have brought about the Jewish custom of wearing skull caps into houses of worship, yarmulkes. The author even suggests mutations and the growth of biological life caused by radiation could have resulted in the plagues described in Exodus. Downing further theorizes that Einstein's curvature of space theory provides a clue to where heaven is located, The author contends Jesus may have meant that the kingdom of heaven literally rests in the midst of us, meaning that heaven is on an entirely different plane or wavelength, invisible to us, but existing parallel to our own, connected by bends or warps in the space-time continuum. Roswell, UFOs, Flying Saucers, Alien Abduction, The term close encounter was coined by American astronomer and UFOologist Joseph Allen Hynek from 1910 to 1986, in which he died. In his 1972 book, The UFO Experience, a scientific inquiry, Hynek proposed three types of close encounters. The first kind being the sighting of one or more UFOs at a distance of 500 feet or less. The second kind being a sighting of a UFO with an associated physical effect For example, heat or electrical interferences, etc. Third kind being a sighting of an animated being, presumably an alien, but not specifically defined as such. Since Hynek's original classification, several more types have been suggested, although these are not universally recognized. For example, close encounters of the fourth kind as human abduction by an alien may also include voluntary experiences. The fifth kind, Voluntary bilateral contact between humans and extraterrestrials. The sixth kind, Death of a human or an animal associated with a UFO sighting. For example, cattle mutilations, they would certainly fall into that category. And the seventh kind, the creation of a human-alien hybrid, either by sexual reproduction or by an artificial scientific method. Uh, This brings to mind an experience I had at the Mothman Festival in which I appear as a guest speaker and uh, sell my books at this location in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. I'm sure a majority of my listening audience knows of or has heard of the Mothman phenomenon of the 1960s in Point Pleasant. And if you have not, then look through previous episodes. You'll find one where I'm talking about Mothman. And, of course, I'll always mention Mothman from time to time. So you'll pick up little bits of it here and there. I was at my booth at this time. This woman approached me. And was talking about That she needed to see me Talk to me uh, separately from everyone else She had something to share So she tells me this story About how she's been abducted repeatedly Since she was a child <clears throat> Most recently Within the last year She had been abducted And impregnated By some kind of a procedure Used by these aliens That abducted her And that she was carrying the child Almost to full term And she had been to the doctor and listed uh, no father present and had ultrasound pictures of said child. And then one day she wakes up in the middle of a field she had been abducted the night before. Yet there was no trace of there ever being a baby in her stomach, according to her. And this was maddening for her. She... Went to experts. She talked to a a hypnotist and uh, unlocked some parts of herself that she never knew existed. And a few years later, ran into a child at a market or like a farmer's market or a grocery store. I can't remember what she said, but she said that she had a psychic connection with this child. The child was about five or six years of age, and. Looked deep into her eyes The child looked into her eyes And spoke to her telepathically And said Mommy I know it's you I just want to let you know I'm okay They have a plan for me There's a greater purpose for me That is why I'm not with you Please don't worry about me Live your life And I'll always remember you And she showed me the ultrasound pictures After this story And of course anyone could show you ultrasound pictures And you could have naturally miscarried the baby and then created this elaborate story just to cope with it that's entirely possible but the seriousness and the convictions of this woman and how truthfully she felt she felt that what she was telling him was absolute truth and she was very serious about it I made direct eye contact very convincing it was a very convincing story uh, it's one that i share quite often with my audience And I thought this would be a perfect time and opportunity to do so for you. So that is um, an abduction encounter I have experienced. I myself have never been abducted, thankfully. Uh, But that is a really awesome story to share. And it's one that I've brought up at many conventions and festivals I speak at. Um, But moving along. In addition, UFOologist Ted Blochier has suggested seven subcategories for Close Encounters of the Third Kind. A, being a being in which is witnessed inside a UFO. B, a being is witnessed both inside and outside a UFO. C category, a being is witnessed in the vicinity of a UFO. Another subcategory, D, a being is observed without the presence of a UFO, but UFO activity is reported in the area around the same time. E, as type D, but UFO activity is not reported in the area. F. No entity or UFOs are witnessed, but the subject experiences some kind of communication. G. Abduction, the same as close encounter of the fourth kind. A possible eighth subcategory would be H. An alien is injured, captured, and or killed. Brings to mind the Roswell Incident of 1947 in New Mexico. The phrase Close Encounters entered mainstream pop culture following the 1977 Steven Spielberg film Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which is a favorite of mine. Thanks to this film, most adults in the Western world associated the phrase with alien encounters. Even a few people can actually define the encounter types. That's all I have time for this week. Join me next week for some more interesting, creepy things and probably some more political rhetoric I make no apologies for that I have a lot to say, a lot on my chest, a lot to get out And I only hope that maybe I'm inspiring change A movement in the positive direction I'm inspiring greatness, I hope Waking some people up And just causing our society to take a step back And analyze ourselves We're not the great superpower we've always believed ourselves to be We are weak, we are petty, and we have allowed a virus to completely infiltrate our subculture, our integrity, and the way we do things as Americans. We're better than this. We can be better than this. And we've only shown our absolute worst. Have a great weekend, a wonderful and safe Labor Day. God be with you.